Broadcasting from London, Ontario, Canada to the rest of the world, it's Ask the Top. Thank you for supporting this program and tuning into the latest episode of Ask the Top. We have a lot to get to, so here's the preview. My Wrestle Kingdom 12 review, which is long overdue, recent WWE signees, rumored WWE Hall of Fame names, NXT year-end awards, Raw 25, which is stacked at this point, and the best non-Royal Rumble matches. A little bit mainstream, but I'm sipping on a delicious pint of Guinness. It's smooth, it's creamy, and undoubtedly one of the best stouts on planet Earth. Tried, tested, and true. Love this stuff. Can't wait to visit Dublin, Ireland to have a fresh pint of Guinness at some point in my life. That's on my bucket list. If you want to ask me questions on this show, you know where to find me. And if you don't, here's a refresher. At Chris Toplack on Twitter, Chris Toplack on Google+, ChrisToplack.com. You can ask me on Instagram. It's Chris Toplack. And also my Facebook fan page. I'm posting there more often. Ask the Top is my pro wrestling fan page where not only I post new episodes of the program, but also some updates and some some news and rumors and whatever I can find, I'll post it on there as well too. I'm also uploading this show officially now on YouTube, so you can find my YouTube channel, Chris Top Black. Easy to find, it's accessible, and of course, it's compatible you know, on all major devices, so I think that's the reason why I want to put it there. Also, I'd like to thank TWM.news and TheReactionRoom.com for also supporting the show, and that's where else you can listen to this program, and of course, ChrisTomBlack.com. A slew of options at your disposal. So let's not waste any time. I mentioned off the hop, we have a lot to get to. I want to talk about Wrestle Kingdom 12. It took place several days ago, almost a couple weeks ago at this point, but I want to share my thoughts. It's long overdue. So Chris Jericho caught a bunch of headlines for this show. One of the only few to headline WrestleMania and the January 4 Tokyo Dome show. To my knowledge, the only other was Brock Lesnar. I heard Ric Flair. I'm not sure if that's true, but I know Brock Lesnar for a fact was the other. Some of the highlights. The Junior Heavyweight Championship was great. Will Ospreay, uh, good feel-good victory there. I mean, they did about every spot on planet Earth, but nonetheless, still very entertaining match. How about Cody versus Kota Abushi, arguably one of the best matches of Cody's career. The crossroads off the apron was spectacular and frightening at the same time. Uh, Okada, I thought he looked fantastic, but what is left for him at this point? I mean, he's completely wiped out the entire roster. So I thought that was a pretty good main event. And of course, Kenny Omega versus Chris Jericho, while it wasn't their best match, and I mean that in terms of their respective careers, you know what? I, I still thought it was a highly entertaining brawl. One of the best matches on the entire card. Chris Jericho is the David Bowie of professional wrestling. He continues to change and evolve as his career moves along to a point where it's always fresh. And it's not a complete departure from who he is. It's just changing ever so often. And basically, the quote is, change before you're forced to. That applies here. At 47, this is arguably the best character work of his entire career. The press conferences were highly entertaining. If you missed it, you should check that out at the very least. I give the show about an 8 out of 10. Recommend that you check it out. I would place it a step below from last year, but a step 
up from Wrestle Kingdom 10. So the event was well well rounded, it was well executed, but it lacked a match of the year candidate or at least a major standout moment. So if you haven't seen the show, please go check it out. Some news and there's plenty of it to get to. ESPN officially confirmed that Goldberg will be the headliner of the 2018 WWE Hall of Fame class. Well deserved. He was WCW's answer to Stone Cold Steve Austin, one of the only homegrown talents that actually worked out. I think it was basically him, the giant, and already I'm running out of names. But he deserves it. Not exactly a technical wrestler, but he was huge, and he helped WCW have, what, that 82-week winning streak? He was certainly a factor in that, especially in 98. That was his definitive breakout year. So he definitely deserves to headline... Now, there's been some unconfirmed names that are still being rumored to go in with Goldberg for the 2018 class, and I'm liking the names already. Bam Bam Bigelow, who I've stated multiple times on this program, perhaps the most underappreciated wrestler in the history of the WWE, at least as a big man, one of the best of all time. Bret Hart attests to that as well. Ivory, great career. The Dudley Boys, no-brainer, because they're arguably the most decorated, and I don't even know if that's an arguable point at you know, these days is that they have held every major title multiple times. So they deserve to go in there. And for the celebrity wing, Kid Rock, I'm here nor there about it. I think the celebrity wing is cheesy and gimmicky, but it is pro wrestling after all. Some recent WWE signings, some big ones too. And I mean, they really brought these individuals aboard in a group. And I love it when they do that. Ricochet, Undoubtedly one of the hottest free agents in the game today. If you haven't seen a Ricochet match, strap yourself in. He's extremely dynamic, and he has springs for legs and for feet. Very, very exciting to watch. Candice LeRae. She's considered one of the top female independent wrestlers in the world. Candice was also featured in the Mae Young Classic. She's also married to one of my favorites, Johnny Gargano. So really pleased that they brought her in, and I'm sure Johnny has to be beaming. He wrote... Uh, a very touching message on Twitter. Suggest you check that out. He's very proud of his wife, as he should be. And she earned her way there. War Machine. They're from ROH in New Japan. They remain one of the most ferocious tag teams in any promotion. So looking forward to seeing what they're going to be doing. I'm sure all four, technically, because War Machine are a duo, will all end up in NXT. At least they should. But just to that... Be there even for a couple of months before you make the main roster. I think transitioning into the WWE through NXT is a wise decision. Unless you're a big enough star like AJ Styles, where you can just completely jump to the main roster. But very few can do that. Will there be more on the horizon? EC3 and Bobby Lashley, formerly of Impact Wrestling, actually recently departed from Impact Wrestling. So there is potential that they may make their way to the WWE. I was actually just reading the EC3 has even canceled dates right around the Royal Rumble. Could we see him there? I don't know if enough fans realize who he is, if he has that name recognition and value, but nonetheless, it'd still be great to see him back. I guess he was originally Derek Bateman in NXT. Ooh, some trouble for Jey Uso. He was arrested for a DWI charge this past Sunday. It's very unfortunate when that happens. And if he doesn't clean up his act, I mean, the Uso penitentiary could become... Something much more than a cute little catchphrase. Three little words here. Something that is simple and effective. Take 
a taxi. You have the money. There's no excuses at all. There's never an excuse to drive drunk or under the influence. Paige Van Zant to the WWE. Could it be possible? TMZ recently caught up with Paige Van Zandt, who is a UFC fighter, and asked if she was interested in pursuing an opportunity with the WWE. Here's what she had to say. Yes, that's definitely something I'm interested in. I love the WWE. We'll see. If the opportunity comes, I would definitely go for it. If the knock comes onto my door, I'm taking it. I love the WWE. I would love it. I have the personality for it when the time's right. Now, if you haven't seen Paige Van Zandt compete, she's not exactly an elite MMA fighter, but I mean, mid-tier, pretty solid. I mean, I've followed her career. She's beautiful, charismatic. She has mainstream appeal because she's on Dancing with the Stars. She's also very marketable too. Very positive person. I mean, I'll give her credit where credit is due. She broke her arm in her fight. She's on Instagram smiling and having a good time. How many, pe- how many people would lose their fight, break their arm, and still have that mentality? Not very many. So if she were willing to spend some significant time at the Performance Center, I predict she could become potentially a big star in the women's division. The rumor mill. Ooh, this one is nasty. A former steroid dealer, and by the way, I question the validity of this off the bat, but nonetheless, I will report it anyway. It's a rumor. It's not a, It's not something factual. By the name of Richard Rodriguez, which sounds like something made up or a GTA character, has named Roman Reigns as one of his former clients. I believe he also named Josh Dumel and Mark Wahlberg as well, too. So Roman is obviously innocent until proven guilty, but it's quite the allegations. So let's hope that he can shake it at this point. The NXT year-end voting is underway. So you can actually vote using hashtags. I believe it takes place all the way up until Saturday, January the 27th, which is just really about 10 days away from the time that this is being recorded and produced. Voting is now, of course, underway with those hashtags. That's all you need to do is post these hashtags on social media. Go over to their Twitter account or their Instagram account, and they'll kind of guide you along from there. So you can determine the best of 2017. I'm actually going to go over who I voted for, not to sway you in any such way, but just because I want to put that out there. I'm not going to necessarily go into great detail and justify why, but I'll provide this with yourself anyway. So NXT TakeOver. What was the best takeover event? I said Brooklyn 3. I have fond memories of that one. I really enjoyed it. A lot of people will probably vote for War Games. I'm going for Brooklyn 3. The NXT Award female, I went with Asuka. It's a no-brainer. She was undefeated after all. For Award for Male, I went with Drew McIntyre. Actually, I may have even changed it to to Bobby Roode, but I think I'll go with Drew McIntyre. He had a breakout year, but you could toss that and change it to potentially Bobby Roode as well. Uh, award overall, I went with Asuka. Again, undefeated. She took NXT to a whole new level. She carried it on her back for a while. Uh, best tag team, I went with DIY. Of course, before they broke apart, about mid-year. Breakout star, Alistair Black. Future star, Kari Zane. Award match, Bait versus Dunn. And rivalry, Black Dream, which was Alistair Black and the Velveteen Dream. I love that feud. I wish they extended it to another couple of events, but it was great. So that's who I voted for again. You can cast your votes up until Saturday, January the 27th, which is NXT TakeOver. It's going to be taking place in Philadelphia right before the Royal Rumble. Cannot wait. And I should add, next week, yeah, back-to-back weeks, we're going to have a special Royal Rumble 
NXT TakeOver edition of the program where I will talk about very little else other than those two mega events. Highlights from the week. From Monday Night Raw, Finn Balor versus Seth Rollins, plus some extra points for the return of the simple yet highly effective curb stomp that has been re-Christianed the Blackout. A little bit more mainstream appeal with that name. I dig it. How about the Revival's promo? Really enjoyed that one too. While many of their points were obviously made to just simply gain heat, there was a lot I actually agreed with. And remember, the best heels are often right, and you're supposed to hate them for that. Now, in this case, actually enjoy what they had to say. Again, a lot was just to gain heat, but there were some little truths in there. Nuggets of wisdom. On SmackDown, how about Xavier Woods versus Jinder Mahal in the U.S. title tournament semifinals? It was a pretty decent match, and then Xavier Woods started to get in some offense towards the end of it, and I really enjoyed it. In fact... They should put the spotlight on Xavier Woods a little bit more often. He's a well-accomplished in-ring performer, especially if you saw him in TNA back in the day, and then he transitioned over. Great wrestler. Excellent psychology. I enjoy him. Very exciting when they let him loose. While I thought the match was average, I think Bobby Roode winning the United States Championship has to be a definite highlight. But let's finally turn him heel. Long overdue. Unfortunately. I was unable to catch WWE's Mixed Match Challenge on Facebook Watch as it wasn't readily available in Canada, which seems like a giant missed opportunity. Mind you, it's not exactly like we're going to skew you know, the viewership. We're going to gain hundreds of thousands or millions of views, but nonetheless, I mean, you're losing one of your most dedicated and core fan bases, being Canadian. So I thought that that was a big missed opportunity. Let's get to your questions. There's a handful of them here. TJ Taco123 via Google Plus. Quite the name. Why hasn't WWE ended Roman's push? Bet you can't discuss that LOL. He must assume I work for the WWE or I have some friends that are there. Listen, on this show, no topic is off limit. So let's discuss it. Despite Roman's polarizing response from the live audience, I mean, he receives a bigger reaction than arguably anyone else in the WWE. And he also happens to sell a lot of merchandise too and has that main event look, doing air quotes. That's according to the WWE. I'm not saying they're right or wrong, but it's according to them. Make no mistake about it. The WWE has hitched their wagon on Roman. They did it years ago, and they have no intention of removing it any time within the near future. Now, unless that steroid allegation case ends up being true, if that's it, perhaps they'll have to find someone else. But it's probably completely false. He's not going anywhere anytime soon. A swig of Guinness. Jason Ensley, via Google+. Should KO and Sami Zayn go after the tag team titles? Absolutely. Why not? That is unless the WWE is leaning towards the inevitable collapse between the two best friends. Mike Leoshi, I believe. If I mispronounce your name, my apologies. I know you've asked many questions, and I greatly appreciate your ongoing support and participation. Via Facebook, that is the Ask the Top Pro Wrestling Facebook page. Like it if you haven't already. 
What must WWE do to make Raw 25 on January 22nd memorable as most Raws have not been great lately? Well, I mean, they're already relying pretty heavily on legends and nostalgia acts. But listen, as much as it's going to generate ratings to have all these big names, I'll preview that shortly on this show, just to simply appear as one-offs, it's going to do very little to carry any storylines forward. So while the 25th anniversary of Raw should provide some feel-good moments from legends, they must place an emphasis on the upcoming Royal Rumble along with the road to WrestleMania. What about Ronda Rousey? An appearance from her? Are they going to actually mention her? Do we finally get to know what's happening with The Undertaker? How about a few major entrants announced for the upcoming Royal Rumble? I mean, we need to progress these storylines more than anything. So we'll see what happens. But I think they're going to be relying more heavily on these nostalgic acts more than anything else. Kyle Scarf, one of my closest buddies, a.k.a. Mr. Gore via Twitter. He's a massive wrestling fan. He is the man to follow if you love anything to do with horror. It's horror punk music, horror movies, horror television. He's your guy. With the Royal Rumble quickly approaching, what would you say is the best non-Rumble match to take place at the event? My pick would have to be Benoit Angle at the 2003 Rumble. Okay, so again, quite often when I dive into the show, it's a one take, it's fairly non-scripted, I have some notes, this one is off the top of my head. Give you my top three. I'll probably even give like a special mention to uh, Cactus Jack, Triple H. That was a solid match. It was violent. It was grueling. Really enjoyed that one. But here's my top three. I'd have to go with Benoit versus Jericho. That was their ladder match in, I believe, 2001. More recently, Brock Lesnar, Seth Rollins, and John Cena. That was an incredibly exciting match at number two. And then at number one, I have to agree. It's a technical masterpiece. Chris Benoit versus Kurt Angle. Perhaps the best match both of their careers. So that's my top three. Do you agree? Do you disagree? Let me know all over social media. As I alluded to earlier, Raw 25 is taking place next Monday, January the 22nd, and this show is absolutely stacked. Jim Ross and Jerry Lawler are reuniting as the announcing team for Raw 25, also appearing. And I'm not going to read off the entire list because there's a ton of them, but I'll read some notable names. What? Stone Cold Steve Austin. It's not Raw 25 without the Rattlesnake. The Bionic Redneck. What? The man himself. The Undertaker's going to be there. I don't know how I feel about that. Unless they're leading up to a match at WrestleMania between him and John Cena. I don't know if I'm feeling it. He had the perfect John Wayne right off into the sunset moment, and I don't want them to diminish it just for a pop on Raw 25. John Cena will be there. Chris Jericho, fresh off his match with Kenny Omega and his appearances in New Japan Pro Wrestling, he's going to be there, and he's going to receive a huge reaction. I wish they actually didn't even mention he was going to be there, and he made a surprise appearance. Ric Flair will be there. DX being Triple H and uh, Shawn Michaels. Also, X-Pac will be there. Kevin Ash and Scott Hall will be there. Eric Bischoff, 
Trish Stratus, the Dudley Boys, the New Age Outlaws, APA, being JBL and Ron Simmons, the Million Dollar Man, Ted DiBiase, and the Bella Twins. So again, it is a stacked show. I think even Tori Wilson, Terry Runnels, Brother Love, Kelly Kelly, again, too many to name, but it's going to be an incredible evening. I'm sure there's going to be a right ratings a spike, but at the same time, as I noted, they must progress these storylines. Next Wednesday, it's going to be a special edition of Ask the Top. On that show, we're going to be talking about NXT TakeOver Philadelphia and the Royal Rumble. If you have questions, I'll see if I can fit them in next week, but that's what we're going to be talking about. It's going to actually be a longer show than usual. I'm really looking forward to it. And again, thanks for your ongoing support. If you would be so kind, share this show all over social media. Tell your friends, tell your family, tell any wrestling fan to tune in, and we'll keep doing this. Until then, happy trills to you until we meet again.